because of where I live, it can be so dark during the winter. It can be so damp during (laughs) the rest of the year. And it can feel a little like you don't want to go outside. You don't want to spend a whole lot of time in those heavy winter months. But now that we are seeing the sun peek through a little bit more often, we're seeing the temperatures rise and all the things blooming in the garden, it is beckoning me outdoors. And it is reminding me that we need to pay some really intentional attention to our outdoor living areas. We have two naturally built onto our home. We have the front porch, and I imagine you might too, even if it's just a front stoop. And we have a back porch, and I imagine you might too, even if it's just a back patio, a back deck, a back stoop, whatever it is, you can bring some intentionality to it and really create an inviting, an inviting space that is an extension of your inside. So join me outside, won't you? We're going to hang out on the front porch, walking you through five ways that you can bring design to the outside. These ideas can be applied to your backyard too, your back patio. And if you only have a front or a back stoop, a really small deck hanging off the back balcony of your uh, apartment, you can apply these same ideas just scale them appropriately to your outdoor area. So let's dive in. Let's go outside and get to work. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Mother's Day weekend always seems to be the beginning of my outdoor season for me. It might be a little bit sunny here and there. It might be a little bit warm here and there. But really, Mother's Day feels like the start of me wanting to go hang out outside. Sometimes I do it in the middle of winter. I create space that is cozy and warm and inviting, but a lot of times I don't feel motivated until about Mother's Day. So yay, yay for us. My front porch is getting a spruce up this weekend and boy, does it need it. Our porch areas, our balconies, our front stoops, our back stoops, our patios, they take a hibernating. Unless you are living in a climate where you get to be outdoors all year long, which lucky for you, a lot of times those spaces go into hibernation and they're not used as often, right? This is a space where we can close an eye to and we just neglect because it's dark in the middle of winter. It's cold in the middle of winter. It's damp in the middle of winter. And we just want to go from point A to point B and not really spend a whole lot of time out there. Every once in a while, I will spruce it up and I'll bring out the little heater and I'll turn on my little porch lights and I'll have a little um, a time out there. But, but oftentimes, it just sits in a space of I'm neglected until the summer and spring months. So 
So today I am bringing you five ways that you can bring more intentionality to that outdoor area so that it can feel like a natural extension of your inside. So it can feel like an invitation, a preview, a peekaboo of what's going to happen on the inside. So let's do it. The first thing that you can do when you're decorating any small space, but now we're thinking patio, front porch, balcony, I want you to start with a blank slate. Starting with a blank slate, especially when it is a small area, is sometimes as easy as removing it all and putting it into another room so that you can literally start from ground zero. So you're going to remove everything that is on your front porch. If you have area rugs, if you have planters, if you have side tables, chairs, furniture, whatever you have, I want you to remove it. And you're doing that for a couple reasons. One is so that you can be imaginative. You can be creative. You can maybe place things a little bit differently. I don't want you to take a picture. A lot of times I will decorate someone's home and they say, oh, but now what? What? I don't, I need to take a picture. I don't want to move anything. No, the fun in decorating is that you grow in your confidence. You grow in, in understanding your aesthetics so that you can so that you can change things, so that you can move furniture a little bit, so that you can play a little bit, so that you can take off the pillows and put some new ones on, so you can do all the fun things that that really make the nuance of design unique to you. So don't take the picture. Just take it all off. Don't worry about where it was. And because actually it is a small space, you might be limited with how you can put things back. But but now is the time for playing. So we're taking it all off and with that blank slate we are going to give it a deep clean a clean that it has not seen since last year a clean that it needs from ground up a clean that is going to in my case require me to get out the ladder and get the spider webs from the top of the ceiling on my front porch and sometimes even knock down the spiders not a fan of that but it needs to be done at least once a year so you are on your front porch if you have access to it you're going to pressure wash the front porch or you're going to Yes, get on your hands and knees and you're going to scrub the front porch. Whatever surface area you have and however you need to clean it, we're going to clean it like we have not cleaned it for a while. And I want you not to forget about the windows, don't forget about the siding, and don't forget about the rails too. Everything that is on your front porch, we're going to give it a deep clean and you will be surprised at the color of your house, I'm sure. (laughs) You're going to be surprised at what you're starting with. And how big of a difference just a really nice deep cleaning can make. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to think about a color formula. Yes, even for outside, you can create a color formula for that area too. Generally inside, we say the color formula should be running throughout the open concept layout of your home. But anytime you close doors, you can play and have a little microhabitat with your own color formula. That's the case here on your front porch. However, I do want you to remember that your front porch is a preview, it's a peekaboo, it's a sneak peek of what's to come inside. So although technically it is its own little micro design habitat, it is also a preview. Once you open that door, of what you might expect inside. So if your colors inside are bright and vibrant and fun and playful, continuing that design outside is a really good thing. If your colors inside are really subdued and they're light and airy and you have one accent color of blue, you might want to think about continuing something similar outdoors. 
As we create color formulas, we want to think about three add-ins or so that equal 100. The biggest add-end is going to be the foundational color, and then we have two maybe accent colors, and that equals 100% of the color formula. So outdoors, you can expect that your foundational color is probably going to be the color of your house, the color of your siding, what color is that? And whether you like it or not, that is probably the foundational color of your color formula. The other thing that is worth consideration is the color of our door. Whether it is a color that you chose or a color that was given to you, that is an accent color. Now, if you are a homeowner, you probably have some choices here. If you're not a homeowner, you might want to just consider that as part of your accent color. Hopefully it is a color that plays nicely with your color formula and the palette that you want to create out there. So using the color of your home, the siding that's out there as the foundational part of your color formula, you're now going to choose a couple accent colors. How many do you want in order to equal 100%? Maybe 60% is your foundational color and then 40% are your accent colors. That will be your color formula for working outside. And is a really great starting point for when you want to buy things like area rugs or textiles, things like accessories, and even the plant choices you make for the planters. So on my front porch, my siding is a sage green, kind of an olivey green, and my front door is a Tiffany blue. It didn't used to be. It used to be a darker deeper green, not quite hunter green, but not quite olive green either. And that wasn't quite me. It felt too monotonous. It felt too bland. It needed a little bit of pop. And that pop of that color is an invitation of what you're going to see inside. Part of my spring refresh not only requires me washing down my door, but it might require me changing my color formula. I am and have been bound a little bit by the colors of the siding and the door, but I am a homeowner and I have the flexibility of changing the door if I want to, changing the door color if I want to. So as I begin to think about what color formula I have out there, what color formula I want out there, I am going to take that into consideration because that will be and is naturally an accent color. Once you've created your color formula, you're going to use those colors kind of like a shopping guide. They're going to be your companion as you start looking through the things that you took off the porch to deep clean, to put back on, to see if those things play nicely with the color formula you have happening on your front porch. And if it's time to buy new pillows or buy new textiles or buy new things to go onto your front porch area, now is the time to take that color formula into consideration when you procure those items. The third thing that we're going to do as we design our front porch is we are going to work from bottom up. And as we work from bottom up, we are going to work with my ladder system, my ladder formula, the formula I created for you in order to really create the nuance of your design, the layers, the depth, the height, the texture, the repetition, all of those things really help you solidify all your pieces together. It helps take your design from 2D to 3D. It helps takes it from meh to inviting. So working from ground up, I am going to start with the base layer. I know that my front porch is made of cement and it's not just made of cement, it's made of the not even nice stirred, pressed, broken down rock. It is, you can see the little pebbles. That by itself is kind of bland and boring. 
that by itself. If I were really on top of it, if I had a nice slate to work with, I might actually paint the front porch. I might do that. I don't know that I'm going to do that this year, but what you can do instead is think about what you can put on top of there. Can you add an area rug? Sure. Can you add an area rug right in front of your door? Sure. Does it have to be the same area rug? No. As long as they're fitting into your color formula, they're playing nicely with each other in terms of design, there can be two different rugs. You might think that an area rug outside underneath your seating area is a little bit extravagant, but I want you to think about this. I know that if my porch all by its own self maybe was wood, maybe was the nice outdoor material, maybe it was cement, whatever it is that is the base layer, if I added my chairs or my side table or my bench, whatever it is, piece of furniture on top of that, directly on top of it, I would have a two-dimensional design. But anytime I can add layers, it's going to soften the look. It's going to add texture to the space. It's going to add depth and richness to the space. So I'm going to see if there's a way I can separate the base layer from what I'm adding on top. The natural way to do that is with an area rug. But you can even add two area rugs. Can you layer area rugs? Yes, you can. And you've probably seen it time and time again with the doormat right in front of your front door. But have you seen it in, have you seen it on a front porch? The nice thing about layering rugs outdoors is that most outdoor rugs already are very, very, very low pile. Naturally, they're just made that way so that you can take them off your front porch and you can hose them down when they get dirty. They are low enough pile that yes, you can add another layer underneath it. It might be too much work. It might be a little extravagant, but it is an option if you want to create even more depth, even more texture, even more richness to your front porch design. I'm going to back up because if you are working with a wood porch, a wood foundation, now might be the time to check. Do you need to restain it? Do you need to repaint it? Do you need to make it so that it is looking fresh and clean? I know that on my front porch, you know that my foundation is cement, but my rails aren't. My rails are wood. And you've heard me say it before. I live in the Northwest. So not only do I need to clean those, I also need to give it a fresh coat of paint. After 10 years, it's definitely time where I can give it a little bit more love than it has been getting. I can, of course, get the dirt off, get the moss off, get all of that, but now it's time for a little bit more TLC. That's on my list for the spring, and maybe it should be on yours. Take a look at that and see if that needs to be addressed as well. All right, continuing with our layers, we have the foundation, we have the flooring, we have the rugs, and now it's time to bring the furniture up. The furniture that you took off before you even got started, how is it? Is it something that is rickety and ready to be retired? Is it something that you don't have and you need? Is it something that you are ready for a change and those can be given away or donated? What is it? And what are you going to do once you put it on? Are you bound also by space? Is it something that you can play just a little bit with the arrangement? Did you always have your two chairs sitting in one area or your bench sitting in one area? Can you move it around a little bit and play? Yes, this is such a small area for most of us that it is playable. All it takes is a few minutes to just see, do you like this arrangement or that arrangement? Does it make sense to always put it back in the same spot or 
can you can you move it around a little bit as you're putting back each of these pieces each of these pieces of furniture and you're making a new arrangement or going back to the old one i also want you to check not just for do you like it or does it need to be replaced because it's broken i want you to check to see how does it work within your color formula? Are the chairs, are the benches, are the side tables, are the pieces of furniture that you are layering into your space, are those playing nicely with your color formula? And if not, can you remediate that? Or do you need to rework your color formula in order to allow those to make sense within your overall design on your front porch? I have a friend who recently redesigned her front porch and what she had originally was really cute and she changes her front porch often. She has an area rug, she has two rocking chairs, she has a little side table between it, and she has some art on her entryway, some plants, all the things. It's really cute and every season, every holiday, it's decorated very nicely. But as she was has been redesigning her downstairs area, she got a new rug and that new rug the runner from um, when you open the front door, that runner has some pink in it. So her solution to her front porch design this spring was to paint her white rocking chairs pink. And they are absolutely adorable. They make you smile and it's part of her color formula. And it might not have even been intentional, but it is working so well because it is a preview of what happens when you open that front space because you will see the pink right there. So if you're recounting, we have started with the base layer, we're working our way up, and we have started with the area rug, we've added the, the furniture on top, we've checked to make sure that the furniture is in good working order, maybe the color that works with our color formula or not, and now it's time to start adding some more layers. This is where the richness really comes into the design, the depth and the texture and the nuance. And that oftentimes comes with textiles. Can you add pillows? Can you add blankets? Can you add contrasting texture to your metal chairs, for example? Contrasting texture to your wooden chairs, for example. So this is a great time to add some of that contrast. If you have hardwood chairs, adding a soft layer blanket is going to be really, really delicate and lovely. If you have metal chairs, <clears throat> having a metal table in between is going to be very similar to the bed in the bag design. Do you remember me talking about this weeks ago? If you've been around for a while, you may have heard me talk about it, but it's worth mentioning here because a lot of times our patio furnishings, the choices that we make come in sets sets are not a bad thing. Sets are given by manufacturers to the homeowners as a way to make design easy. But sometimes it's not nuanced. Sometimes we need to remove the side table and put it somewhere else within our home space in, and bring in something that is contrasting, that makes it feel a little bit more intentional and nuanced and a bit more elevated. As we continue working from ground up, and as we continue adding layer upon layer, think about what you're adding on your side table. Are we placing the lantern or the plant directly on top of the side table? Or can you add a layer in between? Can you add a wooden charger in order to separate the metal side table from the cement planter? Can you add a planter with a wooden base that separates the metal table from the ceramic planter? Yes, be mindful of how you can add those layers even on top of side tables. 
If you have multiple things on a side table, I want you to be mindful of the height variation. If you were to draw a line from the tippy top of a lantern, we'll say, across to the other lantern, are they sitting side by side or can you elevate one to sit higher than the other? Can you stagger step those to make it look like there's variation in height? That creates the illusion of depth. And depth in home design, even when it's on your front porch, is a really good thing. It complements texture. It complements layers. And working all together, those are the things that add the nuance to your home's design, even your front porch's design. We are continuing going up from the ground up. And I know that we have opportunity on our front porch for hanging things. What are you hanging? Are you mounting anything to your siding? Are you hanging baskets? Are you hanging lights? What are you doing all the way up to the ceiling? On my front porch, I have artwork hanging on the siding right by the entry. I also have lights that are hung on the ceiling. And these aren't these aren't the big bulb lights that you're seeing so often in backyards. Those are really wonderful for a larger scale. Mine are really delicate. Mine are twinkly. Mine are small. Mine are, dare I say, and the HOA probably hates me still, Christmas lights. (laughs) They're multiple strands of icicle lights that are on a white string and have warm light illuminating from them. And I have, instead of having the Christmas lights or the icicle lights dangling down, I've taken those and I have interwoven them and attached them to the top of my ceiling so that it looks like a blanket of stars when you're looking at it from down below. They don't appear Christmas lighty. They are not red and green and twinkling. They are not flashing and and playing to the sound of Christmas music, but they are what I call party porch lights. They're really small and delicate and very tasteful. The fourth thing that you're going to do when you are creating this front porch space, the back the back porch space, and really any space inside, is you're going to check how your design matches up with your five senses. Can you see and feel each of those represented in your front porch design? Of course, we know that most often we just appreciate a designed, a designed space based on what we see. But what about the way it feels? If we are designing a space with all metals or all hard surfaces, I know that that can be really monotonous to touch. I know that it can feel hard. So how can I contrast that with some softness? Are there different textures represented? You can see it, of course, but can you feel it? What about your sense of smell? Adding some potted flowers that have a nice aroma can be a really wonderful way to enhance that outdoor living area. And we all know that just by being outdoors, we are going to really be front and center to the sounds of nature. I can hear right now the birds chirping. I heard just earlier, you probably did too, the airplane flying by. But what about some intentional sounds out there? What about a wind chime or something similar to the wind chime that when it catches the wind, it creates a really lovely sound? Whatever that sound is for you, maybe it's a water element the soothing sound of the water trickling. Bringing in sound to the outdoor design can be a really an inviting way to enjoy your outdoor space. Maybe two, you set up a speaker so that when you are relaxing outside with your cup of coffee or with your wine at night, you're able to listen to your favorite summer playlist. And that just leaves me with the sense of taste. Now, other than planting an herb garden, your strawberry patch out front on your front porch, I don't really know how we can implement taste, but I do want to encourage you to think about 
this sense. And it's not necessarily one of the five that we grew up learning about, but it's how it feels, not in texture, but how it feels on the inside. What does your space feel like? Does it feel janky, broken, ruined, stupid, rotten? Does it feel inviting, calm, cozy, warm? How does it feel to you? Does it feel like you want to sit out there with with a book and a cup of iced tea in the summertime? Does it feel like you want to run and hide because you can't stand it? (laughs) What does it feel like on the inside? Sometimes we can enhance that feeling by adding mood lighting. We already talked about adding lighting on top, going from base layer to top, and sometimes adding lights on top is great. But can you create more ambient lighting in your space? Can you bring it in to really enhance the mood and the feel from the inside? And the last thing, the fifth thing that you can do in order to spruce up the outside, the front porch, is to think whimsically. Think about things that you can add that bring a touch of whimsy, touch of surprise to your front porch area. What might that be? It's going to look different for everyone. Some people's whimsy might just be hanging a wind chime. Some people's whimsy might be a color that you choose. Some people's whimsy might be naming your plants, which is what I did on my front porch. I have a really large plant that sits right beside the door and I have a nameplate that is on a stake and I have plugged it into the ground and it's super charming. His name is Arthur, by the way. Arthur, of course, is not anyone's name that I know, but it is the plant sitting outside. Here are a couple examples of how you might be able to bring whimsical touches to your front porch. The first one is to think about those vertical spaces. What can you do with those? And can you enhance them in some way? Maybe you're hanging a vintage window frame that is in line with the boundaries of your porch railing, so it acts kind of like a windscreen. Maybe you're hanging art on the siding of your home. If you're not sure how to do that without putting a hole in your wall, by the way, don't do that. (laughs) Go to Amazon and there are siding clips that you can get that slip right into your siding and it will hang beautifully. Can you have a plant growing up one of your porch rails? What about plants that are on your porch and you have something that is a filler on the inside that adds attention, that brings attention to it? On my front porch, I do have a filler. They are there year round. And these actually I bought again in the Christmas aisle. These are uh, what would look like twig stakes and they're, they have lights on them. So imagine a ginormous twig and you, you um, pull out the branches and there's maybe six or so twigs on this one branch and they all have lights. That is a super charming way to add ambiance to your space, a little bit of whimsy to your space. It looks just as beautiful in the snow time as it does in the summer evenings. What about a plant sitting on a side table inside of a birdcage? I can think of so many ideas if you just go to a flea market. You go thrifting and you find little odds and ends, things that you might add to a planter, things that you might use as planters. But the idea here in tip number five is to think outside of the box, to have fun, to be creative, and to stretch yourself just a little bit. And remember that design does not have to be perfect in order to be beautiful and in order to be enjoyed. So try away and be brave. 
All right, do you have any tips that you want to share for your front porch design? If you do, I want you to pop over to my Facebook group and join us there. Tell us, what is it that you do? What is it that you, how do you create your front porch space or your back patio space? We want to see pictures too, so bonus if you send those. All right, girls, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, Would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.